Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. We are talking cricket with a part of the team that won New Zealand's only Cricket World Cup back in 2000. Emily Drum, g'day. Emily, how are you doing? Good morning. Very good, thank you. That's the story. How are the hammies? <laughs> the hammies are good. There's no there's no quick singles today, so I'm quite relieved about that. Yeah, that, that that is good. That is that is really good. Now, uh, you know, today it is International Women's Day, and and we are celebrating that by uh, dedicating the show to female athletes, female sports administrators, and uh, journalists as well. And and you know, I wanted to get you on to talk. Obviously, the Cricket World Cup is on our on our back doorstep, and. You know, leading into this World Cup, we beat India 4-1 and, and dominated them. One of the teams that's just about nailed on for a semi-final spot. Uh, we absolutely pantsed Australia as well. I mean, you know, chasing 326 and having seven overs and nine wickets up your up your sleeve. Um, you, I guess we kind of went into this thinking, oh, mate, this is easy. We're, we're on form. We've bridged the gap. Uh, and then it all came crashing back down to earth against the Windies first up. Uh, it doesn't feel even like the win yesterday against Bangladesh. Doesn't feel like we've quite hit those heights again. No, you're right. And the highs that we reached pre-tournament, they haven't quite carried over, or that hangover hasn't come with them yet. So, but disappointing that we haven't quite reached those heights. And and I think um, it's changed my expectations, and and that's what's led me to think. Well, it's a bit disappointing. Obviously, we lost to the West Indies when we probably shouldn't have, and it was a bit disappointing yesterday that we didn't have a more convincing display. But I think we've got to just keep real and just know that these girls can do it on any given day. And tournament cricket means that you've got to turn up every time and expect to do it on any given day. So they've got to stay confident and true to their Gave them those winning performances before the World Cup. And to be fair, before the Indian series, we hadn't had any one-day form to speak of. So our expectations have changed dramatically and quite quickly, which is fantastic, just in time. And I think being at home, there's, there's nerves and, and the girls haven't quite settled into potentially that, that bowling and fielding combination hasn't quite clicked yet. The batting's not too bad. Um, we, we saw Sophie grind out a fantastic 100 against the Windies and we, we still nearly won when we went anywhere near what we'd showed in the last six weeks. So a little bit disappointing, but they've got a win yesterday and that was vital that they got their campaign back on track. Yeah, just going back to that Wendy's game, um, you know, it was disappointing. And I guess one of the things, I was talking to Hamish Bidwell about this um, the other day, was, you know, if this had been the Black Caps and they'd been red-hot favourites to win a game at home in a Cricket World Cup and they had um, choked effectively, um, you know, they'd be getting slaughtered in the press. It doesn't seem to happen with the White Ferns. Do you think New Zealand media is too soft maybe um, and doesn't respect female athletes enough just to treat them like we would their male counterparts 
Yeah, really good question. And I'm just actually thinking over the last six weeks, there's been so much advertising for this tournament. And it's unbelievable to drive throughout Auckland and you're seeing signs up and, and um, billboards up of, of the World Cup and ANZ support of the tournament has been fantastic. And then I sort of see, then I read the newspapers and, and go online and, and I, I do see the articles becoming more and more focused on women or, or at least that split male-female certainly coming into the front of of um, of the uh, around all the advertising that you see when you jump online and so it catches your eye straight away and then you want to read that the content is good too so I'm like reading the content and I think oh you know was that a fair assessment I mean I critique every cr- cricket game whether it's men or women so and I think was the assessment fair was it good was it um, was it reasonable and to be fair it's more and more it's getting critical, and that's that's okay as long as it's not brutal. And, and you, you've got your armchair critics to, to throw in the brutal um, assessment in the comment section. But I'm just delighted, and I don't want to sound grateful at all. I'm just delighted that we're getting really good coverage. And I have no problem with anyone writing an article um, criticising performance as long as it's constructive and worthy of um, the content. And when you have a tournament of this nature, you've got to expect criticism if you're not performing to the standards that we know and they know they can reach. Yeah, I mean, that uh, game against the Windies, obviously, you know, I mean, it was it went down to the wire, and from a, I, I guess, from a, uh, a viewership point of view, that's good, right, because because you don't know the outcome until right near the end. Uh, but it is a game that the White Ferns should have won, and I think if you asked Bob Carter, it would have been won in planning that he would have gone, OK, we get two points from this game, uh, and that goes towards getting us through to a semi-final. So he's having to do a bit of a reinvention there. How much difference is it as a player, and you've been in this situation, playing a warm-up game against India or Australia or whatever, and then playing for real. I mean, w- once the pressure goes on, is it that much different when you're out there playing? Yeah, of course it is. You're only human. And I remember before the um, World Cup in 2000, we played against England in uh, a three-match series, and, and the conditions weren't anything like what we played in the World Cup. Different venue. Was, they were both at home. We played the, the English at home, but different venue, different location. And it's just not as spicy. There's just not as much on it. And you know that. Deep down, you know that. So I can only assume and predict that first game nerves really did not help the Kiwis and just didn't hit their stride, didn't hit the heights that they'd come from. And um, the senior players probably need to take responsibility for that. And I don't want to single out anyone for that, but they know who they are. Um, and you're going to have some pressure points come on in, in any types of games, but you cannot beat how important it is in a World Cup to win those winnable games. And, and, and they know that. And that's why yesterday was, it was I was hoping for a, a really strong bounce back. Didn't quite get what I wanted to see, but just I hope that that Wendy's game doesn't linger for long because they've got to get on with it. That there's such a quick turnaround between games, so they have to focus on what's next, which is a pretty big game looming in, in a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, India is going to be a different prospect from the the team we beat four one, right? Uh, I guess absolutely. You know, Looking at that game, I mean, how Leah Tahu performed with the ball yesterday, uh, does that call into question her place in the team for India, given her her recent form? Um, oh, look, I mean, it's a fair question, but I don't think so. She's our number one gun. Mm. And I, I'm hoping that 
Jacob Warham and, and Bob Carter are, are talking to her about what they expect from her and what they know she can deliver. We have to go in with all the weapons that we've got to try and win the game. That, that's a, it in a nutshell. We have to go in with the strongest side and she is our strongest opening bowler. Yesterday, Hannah Rowe didn't bowl. So, you know, shortened game, I granted, I, I take that as she didn't need to and, and the spin did the job, which against the opposition was fine. Um, but we have to go into that game feeling super confident that we've bowled these guys out, that we've actually done it before. Leah's had success against them only a month ago. So it just depends on, on what side, what makeup we want to go into. And, and whilst the 4-1 result is great, the bearing that that will have on Thursday won't be much at all. And, you know, World Cup, this is a this is blow the table wide open World Cup kind of game. So girls know it's, it's lurking in their minds and they know that they've had success against India. So that's the thing. They've got to take that success mentally with them into tomorrow's game and, and demand the same from them again. What did you make of uh, Leah's two overs against Bangladesh? What do you think the issue was? Was that line? Was it length? Was it, you know, I, I mean, was it just where she was putting the ball? Yeah, a bit of both. Just just a um, little bit of action problems, maybe getting a little bit slingy. slingy. Um, so just a bit round arm, as, as we say. Probably just not feeling... I know that was a wet outfit. I know they would have been... Leah has, has carried some, some bad injuries through her career. So um, I really wanted her to stay injury-free after that game tomorrow because I saw how the players were sliding round and sliding into... Um, into fielding any deliveries and she took an excellent catch in, in tricky conditions so it was important that she came out of that game injury free but I would just would have liked to have seen her bowl fuller every time we pitched the ball either short of a length or short any width we even just it just sat up and they just cross batted it so it was a length that led her down and then as soon as you get a little bit wide it was too easy for these batsmen yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, I think she went for nineteen off those two overs. What, what about uh, India then? I mean, that, that's our next opponent. We've talked about the four-one. Uh, we have seen them in action in this World Cup. Uh, they struggled a bit with the bat against Pakistan, but were quite dominant with the ball. Yeah, it's it's hard to know. You know, playing against the, the subcontinent sides, they they're a little bit Jekyll and Hyde. You never know what's going to turn up, and and. All of the times that I've played against India, you always knew in the back of their mind they had the ability to pull something out of the bag, but you never know, knew when it was coming. So they didn't have the consistency like in Australia or England who who are solid performers. So the challenge that the Kiwis have got is trying to take wickets against the Indian side. There's no point trying to contain so much. They're too strong for that. You know, the Mandanas and, and the Harmafreet calls, they're, they're just too... They're too flamboyant and too good of players to, to bog them down and wear them down. So um, it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. And, and to me, it, it looks already like Fielding's going to play a big, big part in this World Cup because the ball's been hit so much more to the boundary. And if you can't hold your catches, then you're going to be really struggling. Why do you think that is, that we, we're seeing more boundaries being hit at this World Cup? Is that just the uh, evolution of... Uh, athletes now as as professionals and and, and being able to dedicate more time to their craft? Yeah, absolutely. That and better conditions, better wickets, um, more time to practice, prepare. It's just professionalism showing its worth and the value of that coming home to to roost for these guys. So 
That's fantastic. And, and the, the, the downside of that as a fielder, you're going to touch the ball a lot more than what you used to. So you know, if, you're, if you're getting smashed around the park for 300-odd runs, you're going to see a bit of a ball, and that's going to be either along the ground or in the air. So you need to be on your game, but that's tiring. Three hours in the heat of the day or, or constantly having to concentrate, it's a different... Like T20, you can do it for short periods of time. It's only 20 overs, but 50 overs... You're always having to stay on your game, and that you get that once one chance or, or two chances, you've got to make it count. So you don't want to drop your concentration. So that's that's key for me is, is being ready, switching off in between balls, and making sure that you're actually up for every delivery and, and using that as a single event every time for 300 odd balls. It, it's the only way to go. Otherwise, you just you're going to be exhausted, especially deep into the into the 40 overs through to 50. Yeah, here's a question for you. Emily, we've got um, the next four games uh, all look pretty tough. India, Australia, South Africa, England, and we finish with Pakistan. So that's the rest of the uh, the round robin. Um, Bob Carter took a bit of a punt, I think, uh, in putting 17-year-old Fran Jonas in the team for the first game against the Windies. Uh, she went at six and a half runs and over in her six overs and then uh, made a bit of a... Uh, a bad call, a bit of a panicked call with that run and and got run out without facing a ball. At what point does he inject her back into the team or is this a case of, look, you know, Frankie McKay's got the experience, we stick with her? Yep, good question again. It's a tough tournament to make sure that you... It's not a rotating tournament. It's going to be really hard how they go about that. They may rest some players against Pakistan, but... You just can't afford a banana skin. You've got to make sure that everyone's ready. And the likes of Hannah Rowe, who actually had a, a pretty decent series against India, needs to get some bowling under the belt. So if Leah did fall over, we, we're okay. We're going to survive. Um, but Fran Jonas, look, she she had a tough introduction to that West Indian game. Probably bowled a little bit loopy, may not have had the right field. And, yeah, look, let's not talk about the end of this. It's, um, it's not her job to, to win the game for New Zealand with the bat, but um, yeah, certainly she'd want to take that back. And if she had the opportunity to, gain, to do it again, I'm sure there'd be a different outcome. But I, I think she may get another run against Pakistan if, 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 but I just don't think there's going to be too many changes. But there's just a lot of travel, play, train, travel, play, train. And I'm just concerned around the workload of some of these players. So gone are the days of the easy games where, where you could know you could rest certain players. So it's more about workload, how fresh the players are feeling and you know how fit they are. So lots to think and ponder about I'm sure for the management team of the White Ferns. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Emily Drummer with us, part of the SENZ call crew. Here we have all the White Ferns games live uh, on SENZ, former White Fern herself, of course. And Emily, today we are doing the Mount Rushmore uh, of New Zealand female athletes. If you had to pick one New Zealand female athlete uh, to go on a Mount Rushmore of our all-time greatest four, who would you pick? Oh, this one's really easy for me. Susan Devoy. Susan Devoy. Nice call, nice call. All right, hey, Emily, thanks very much for your time today. Uh, Good luck with the calls for the rest of the tournament, and uh, no doubt we'll talk again soon. Okay, thanks very much. Cheers. Emily Drum with us, uh, former White Fern and former World Cup winner as well. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.